All right, church. Uh, okay, I'm going to bring you to John 4, okay, and I'm going to be reading in verse 22. And this is where Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman, right? And basically just blowing her mind, right? All these things that she's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And Jesus says, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. When uh, I lived in Australia, I moved a bunch of different places. And one of the places that I lived at was like within walking distance from church and or sometimes running distance from church. <laughs> and one of the mornings, you know, I, I'm running, right? And who, who's been running to church before? The quote unquote running to church. <laughs> and I'm, but I'm literally running, you know? So I'm like grabbing my Bible and I'm running. Well, I've gotten, you know, how far? And I realize. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> this is not going to work. Uh, what are my options? And so right away I'm thinking, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to run part way. I'm going to walk. And then I'm going to run right at the end just so that the greeters know that I was running to church. You know? <laughs> and, and who loves when the Holy Spirit like points out the attitudes of your heart, right? Where in that moment he's like, did you really just think that or say that, you know? <laughs> Which then you have a decision to make, right? Because nobody else heard that, right? So then you're like, what am I going to do? And uh, this verse really made me think of that, right? We have a choice where, right, in spirit and truth we worship God, right? So in that moment I had to... Uh, point of being like, I'm going to worship God in truth, and I'm going to, with my heart that wants to be there for church, with my heart that knows that church isn't just so people see me at church, right? Like, what what are we doing here, right? And so I ran it out, right? I knew that it was going to be sweaty and gross, and <laughs> but showed up, right? So I, I'm glad you guys showed up. Right? You showed up? Ready? Okay. And I'm going to read that again, because this is how we're worshiping our Father. We worship what we know. And that hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. We get to worship. We get to worship our Father in spirit and truth. Right? Amen. Well, church, stand with me. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And not only stand with me, but pray with me, all right? Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that we get to worship you in spirit and in truth. And Holy Spirit, I thank you for showing us how to. How to with our hearts, Father. How we worship you in spirit and truth. You who are worthy, Father. You who are good, you who are loved us so much that you said yes, for them I'll do it. For them I will lay down my life because I say they're worth it. Thank you, Jesus, that you who sit on the throne, we come to you and worship you today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Well, it's good to be here. Turn with me. We're going to do the offering announcements and stuff at the end. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. I'm glad to see the young people remembered and are sitting up front because it's all about you. It's all about you. Matthew chapter 24, beginning with verse 3, says this. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him, this is Jesus, they came to Jesus, and to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, see that no one leads you astray. 
So I uh, started a series, well, I don't know if it's a series, this may be the only one, the only other one, I don't know. But then again, it could be the f- second of 15, you know, we'll, we'll see how it turns out. But uh, started talking about, is this the end? Is this the end? You know, because we, according to the news, it's the end. According to uh, many of the uh, prophets on, uh, on the internets, it's the end. Any minute now, any second. You might as well borrow as much money as you possibly can. Just have fun. Just go ahead and just go wild, right? Just go wild, right? Young people, let's just go. No, don't do that. Don't, don't. I remember back uh, uh, Y2K, Y2K when they said that was the end. And my, uh, I I won't say who it was. I had a friend. I'll just say it that way. I, I had a friend who said, I'm going to borrow as much money as I can. Because <laughs> when the banks, when everything falls apart, when the computers all fall apart, now he didn't, you know, I mean, he didn't. I mean, he was, but he was joking. He's like, why not? You know, hey, you know. Well, everybody's looking at me like, really? You have friends like that? <laughs> yes, I do. But, uh, you know, is this the end? And we talked about that last time, uh, went through a whole bunch of end time uh, uh, scenarios and okay can I have one second this is I'm so sorry but it's every time I look turn it bothers me this light right over here is right in the corner of my eye so if we can turn it down or off or something sorry um, it's that one's perfect just so you know that one's perfect but we're talking about the end is this the end because according to the way it looks this could be the end couldn't it I mean it's it's all lined up how many of you have heard in the last uh, month or two there everything is ready for the end? It's all set up. It is done. It is, it is in line. It is, it, nothing else needs to happen. Well, I've heard that how many times in my lifetime? I mean, I, you know, I, I talked about how, in, uh, how on, uh, in the 1970s, the late great planet Earth, everything was in line. Actually, Russia had stores in, you know, had uh, uh, things stored in caves in Syria. Do you remember that part of the book? I don't know why I remember this stuff, but it just is there. Partly because I was sitting in my bed, shaking at 15 years old, reading this, you know, scared to death. You know, that, that, and they had, and the proof that it was going to be imminent was they had coffee in, they had coffee in the caves because we all know coffee doesn't last very long, so they were ready to strike Russia, Gog and Magog. See, okay, I'm sorry for anybody who's like really into end time stuff, but I, I, do, I do push this button. Because much of the time, much of the time, end time stuff is fear-based. Much of the time. And it's not supposed to be fear-based. We're not supposed to be in fear. Anything that's fear is not love. Perfect love casts out all fear. And we're not supposed to be in fear. We're supposed to be in love. We're supposed to be in hope. If anybody's supposed to be in hope, it's supposed to be us. This is really important because we're going into a time where it could get really ugly, really bad. But at the end, is not yet. Or... Or it is, and we get to go with that song just saying, we get to go on the streets of gold, you know, hey. If this is the end, okay. If it's not, we got work to do. There's a purpose. There's a purpose and a plan for while we're here. But they were wondering about it all the way back in Jesus' time. What is the, what is the signs of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, see that no one leads you astray. Why? Because people take this end time stuff and they can lead you astray. We don't want you to do that. Go to verse 10. I'm not going to read all of it. I read all of it last time. You can go back and watch that. Verse 10, and then many, then he talks about a whole bunch of stuff's going to happen. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. That's what you need to be concerned about. That's the thing that needs that every Christian needs to be concerned about is that in this time of lawlessness, and we're in a time of lawlessness, 
Now, every generation could say that. Every generation could look. Yeah, I still remember a quote I heard about, you know, this guy, this famous guy said, the kids these days, you know, the way they're living their lives, the way the music that they're playing, you know, but it was, a, it was close. Aristotle. <laughs> kids these days. You know, come on. Nothing new under the sun, is there? Kids have always been awesome. And just, just so you guys know, I mean, I can say kids these days, but then your parents were kids one day, and they were a mess. Mess. Many will fall away, but that's the thing you need to be careful of. Don't let your love grow cold. And I don't, I don't know who you are, I don't know where you are, I don't know what, what, what uh, you know, uh, news channel you're watching, but if you watch news for any length of time, your love starts to grow cold. Mine does. I start getting angry. Why? Because it's not supposed to be like this. It's not supposed to be like this. People aren't supposed to act like this. Our world's not supposed to treat each other like this. It, it's, it, it, it angers me when I, see, when I see the stuff that goes on, and, and not just even political stuff, even just stuff that's happening in society. You know, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what the problem is. I know what a woman is. It's not that hard, guys. And it just that that kind of stuff angers me. It's like, why are we even wasting our time on this? There's so many more important things to do. But here we are. Don't let your love grow cold. See, even just even me talking about it, I start getting riled up. <sighs> love. <laughs> but the one who endures to the end will be saved. How many of you are going to endure till the end? Yeah. Amen. I'm enduring. I'm going to make it. We're going to get there, and you're going to get there. How are we going to get there? By knowing the truth. The truth, the truth will set you free. Amen? Amen. Verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. The gospel has yet to be preached in all nations. There are still people groups who have not heard about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are still places that don't have his word. We're not done yet. And if we're so busy chasing after every last, every new uh, version of the end, we're not going to do what we're supposed to do. We're not going to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. Amen? Amen. Nations will rise against nations. Then I, then I use this verse out of Ecclesiastes that says, what has, what has been is what will be. And what has been done, this is Ecclesiastes 1.9, and what has been done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Everything you see today has been done before. Everything, literally. Now, maybe a little more technical. It might be broadcast now. But it's all been done before. People have done the same sins over and over and over again ever since the garden. Nothing new. I don't care how hard people try, you, you will not come up with a new sin. It's the same sin. Same sin over and over and over again. Nothing new under the sun. But also, human nature hasn't changed. Cain killed Abel with a rock. He didn't have to have a gun. He killed him with a rock. If you outlaw guns, they'll kill you with a rock. Just, just checking, she isn't twitching yet. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's human nature. We're fighting against, we're dealing with human nature here. We're not dealing with things. But then again, it's not even flesh and blood, is it? We know what it really is. It's principalities and powers. It's evil. It's the, the evil and darkness. 
The world is full of darkness. So if the world is full of darkness, what are we supposed to do? Be light. Amen. Amen. So is this the end? Could be. But then again, I doubt it. All right, so what I wanted to talk about is how do the people in the, in the Old Testament, the New Testament, all the way through the Bible, how did they deal with catastrophic existence-ending events? It was, it's full of them, and I could, I could go through all the stories, and we will go through a couple of them. But before that, I want to lay some more groundwork because, you know, this week we read about Gideon, didn't we? For those of you that read about read Gideon, I read Gideon in a little different light this week, just because of of uh, this topic that I'm that I'm teaching on, is that was a an existence ending event, when the Midianites were coming in, hundreds of thousands of them, came in and they were they, the 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 Israelites were vastly outnumbered, outnumbered out out swarded. I was going to say outgunned, but they didn't have guns, outsorted. Outspeared, outrocked. <laughs> they were they were vastly outnumbered, and yet what did God do? He delivered them. He delivered them with fifty thousand of their own soldiers. Right? Oh, don't go right to the punchline. That's a, <laughs> you got to build it up a little bit first. You got. He didn't use 50,000. He didn't use 20. He didn't use 10. He didn't use five. He used 300. 300. And they didn't even have a sword. Did they? No. They had a, they had a torch and a pitcher. Because we all know when going against 150,000, 200,000 uh, foes, a pitcher and a, and, a, and, a, and a torch are your best tools, your best. I mean, why, why did God do that? To show us that it has nothing to do with might. It has nothing to do with power. It has everything to do with Him. It's Him. It's Him. It doesn't matter what today is. What, what, I don't care what the world throws at you guys. I don't care what the world you know, mounds up against you and tells you that it's impossible and you're not going to do it and there's no way it's going to happen. I don't care what happens. With God on your side, you win. I need a really brave young soul. Oh, people are slinking. They're already starting to slink. Now, I've, I've used grace before, and I don't know why grace, just all of a sudden grace just popped. Will you, would you help me? No, no, I will not help. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. I need somebody smaller. I need somebody smaller. That's why grace, please. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Come on up. Yeah, you. Yes. All right, come on up here. All right, stand up right over here on the stage. All right. Now, Ray. I need Ray. Come on up here, Ray. You stand right over. You stand over on that side over here. All right. Here's the deal. They don't know this, but I, I checked it out ahead of time with God. He said it was okay. Annabelle, right? Annabelle. Annabelle and, and Ray are going to fight to the su- submission, okay? <laughs> They're going to fight until one of them gives up. And whoever gives up has to give everything they have, everything they own, everything they will ever be to the other one, okay? Are you ready for this? All right, so, okay, it's just everything. For eternity, for all of eternity, if you lose, whoever loses, that whoever, whatever you own, everything you have, it goes to the other one, okay? Here we go. Ready? On the count of three, everybody count to three. One, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. One, two, wait a second. No, you, you can go sit down. I'm going to fight Ray for you. That's what God did for us. That's right. Because it was impossible, wasn't it? 
It was impossible. We literally had no hope to ever spend a moment of joy, love, peace, happiness, because we were separated from God. And the devil, who had all the cards, had all the power, had all the authority, was, was keeping man under his thumb, causing him to suffer for eternity, separated from God. And yet God stepped in and says, wait a second, I'll fight him for you. And he didn't even have to fight him, did he? He just yielded. He just yielded. He just, he just. So in this end, when, when we look at all the, the battles, when we look at, at what's happening in Europe and what's happening in, in Washington, what's happening in, we see all of these battles going on. And people are forming battle lines and people are forming uh, uh, you know, ideas and, and strategies. People are, are, are lining up against each other. What is our response? Father. Father. Help me. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Lord, if you want me to vote, I'll vote. If you want me to fight, I'll fight. But Lord, you tell me what to do because I don't know what to do. I can't solve this. I can't solve these problems. I can't solve Washington. <laughs> I can't solve Eastern Europe. I can't solve Ukraine. I can't solve... And that's, there, are, there are horrible things happening all over the world. Not just in those areas. Those are the ones that get the news. And we can get so wrapped up Young people, we can, you, know, you can look at this and start thinking, what kind of a future do I have? Parents can look at the kids and go, what kind of future do they have? But I was just thinking this morning, driving over here, that, that on 9-11, I had a, a one-and-a-half-year-old and one that, wasn't, that was just born, right? Tally was just born. And I'm thinking, my goodness, what kind of world... Do, am I bringing these children into? And, and you can actually try to, you know, you can start to make a decision. Well, I'm not going to bring children into this world. That's the wrong answer. It's the wrong answer. Why? Because there's a future and a hope. There's a future and a hope. There is a future and a hope. I mean, praise God. Now, those two little ones that I was concerned about are out fighting the battles taking the stand for Christ. Praise God, we got more soldiers in the fight. And these are the ones, I mean, these guys, they don't have to deal with all the junk I had to deal with. And they didn't have to come over, overcome all the sin and the junk and the crud that their mother dealt with. No, I'm just kidding. She just, <laughs> she's amazing. She's never done anything wrong in her whole entire life. They don't have to deal with what Wayne went through. My goodness. But praise God, you guys have a head start. And you're hearing faith. And you're, you're hearing truth. And you're hearing life. And you're hearing hope. My goodness, you guys are going to take mountains. You're going to take cities. And I don't mean physical. I'm talking about spiritual, you know, uh, principalities and powers. There is a hope. Don't get, don't, don't let this, don't let these, these, these headlines Steal the hope. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 24. This is still Matthew 24. It just goes beyond. Now remember, this is all in context. Stay in context here because he, it starts out with, with the disciples saying, Jesus, look at these stones, look at this temple. And he goes, uh, guys, there's not going to be nothing left. It's going to be destroyed. And they say, well, when's that going to happen? He says, doesn't matter when it happens. It's going to look, you know, things are going to happen before. There's a lot of things that are going to happen before this. Then the end will come. But then he goes on to say, in Matthew chapter 24, beginning with verse 35, no one knows that day and hour. Say that again with me. No one knows that day and hour. Let me just say it again. Because here's one of the ways people can deceive. They can tell you when it's going to end. It's next week, it's next month, it's next year. It says right here, no one knows that day and hour. Nobody knows that day and hour. Anybody who tells you they know the day and the hour are lying. Remember my voice. 
Remember my voice. If they tell you that they know the day and the hour, they're lying. Why are they lying? Because they want something from you. They want, to, they want you to follow them. They're wrong. Verse 36, But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son. Who is the Son? Jesus. You mean Jesus doesn't know when the end is? You're going, wait a second, I thought he was God. He is God. But it says right here, he doesn't even know. Why would he not know? I don't know. I don't know why God won't tell him. Why the Father won't tell him. You're going, wait a second, how does that work? Aren't they one? I know, isn't that cool? I don't know how it works. This is not a sermon about the the Trinity. I don't know. I mean, it's awesome. I don't know how it works, but I'm just going to believe it. It says it's three in one. Okay, he's three in one. But he's one. Let's get past that. But the Father only. Verse 37. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, say marrying, and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be this coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake. Say awake. Awake Awake is important. Stay awake. Awake. Stay awake. We're going to see that a couple different times as we go through this. Stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Nobody knows the day and hour. I don't know, you don't know, God God knows, the Father knows, but the Son says he doesn't know. Why? Because it doesn't matter the exact moment. Think it through with me. The only reason it would have to, it would really matter if you knew the exact moment is if you wanted to hedge all your bets and just be ready at that moment. I'll pray right before it happens. I used to say that, you know that? When I was running away from God, I'll say, well, I, I knew I could repent. I knew I could repent. I and mean, I, I was living a sinful life. I was an idiot. I was, I was backslidden. I mean, you call it any name you want to call it. I was living it, but I, I grew up in the church, so I knew right before the end, right before the end, I could repent, and he says he's faithful and just to forgive me of my sins, right? That was worked out great in my mind until a friend of mine was driving down a road at 120 miles an hour, didn't make the corner, and hit the wall. He didn't have a second It's a really dumb plan. Don't do that. I mean, yeah, don't hit the wall. But also, don't, don't think that you can just right at the end because there's also verses that says God's not mocked. If you think you can wait right to the end and then get your life sorted out, then you just wasted your life. There's actually a verse. This is not one of the ones you put on the, on the refrigerator. But it says, in your, it says, you have rejected me. It's, I think it's in Psalms or Proverbs. You have rejected me. You have, you've, held me. you've held me away. In your hour of need, I will not answer you. That's one of the verses God dealt with me on. Because I was in my head, I was, I was playing that game. Playing that game that, well, I'll just write, you know, I'll reject God up and I'll do my own thing up right up to the end. He's like, come on. He will not be mocked. We don't have to play games. We don't have to play games. Just live for him. You know the truth. Here's the thing. I knew the truth. I was an idiot. Don't be an idiot. Don't be John. I mean, be John now, but not John then. Don't be an idiot. Live your life now. Live your life for God now. But be awake. Doesn't matter when he's coming back. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. As long as right now you're awake. And what does that mean? What does awake mean? You are aware of what God wants you to do today. What does God want you to do today? What is, what is your purpose on this earth today? Because you have one. 
here's the part I've been waiting for two weeks, three weeks now, two weeks, to say, is that you have a purpose to be alive. You have a purpose. You have a purpose to be alive. You have a reason you were born for such a time as this. There are people, there are people that would not have been reached for God if you weren't born. If you weren't born. If you weren't born. For such a time as this, don't waste your life. Even if you're old, you were born for such a time as this. Right now, right now, you're thinking, oh, I've, I've messed up too far. I've gone too far. I've messed up my life. I've, I've wasted it. No, you haven't. You're still breathing. You're still breathing. For such a time as this, God has a purpose for your life. Live for today. He's coming back. He's going to come back. Absolutely, he's coming back. But we don't know when, we don't know. And here's the deal. You don't even have to be fearful of his coming back. I actually, when I was a kid, I was afraid of when he would come back. Not because I was in sin, because there was a period of time there I was living for God. But that whole rapture thing scared the snot out of me. You mean I'm going to hear this loud trumpet blast? And it used to really bother me, because I was like, that's scary. Well, first of all, I don't know that there is a rapture. Oh, oh, oh. I have to push that button, okay? Because there are many people think have all kinds of ideas of how it's going to end. It doesn't matter how it's going to end. It matters how you live your life today. That's what this is all about. It matters how you live your life today. That matters. And you're here for a reason. Be awake. Be awake. All right. Did I get to verse 44? Yes, I did. Now, slide over. Still context. Remember that the writer or the, the guy who put all of the Bible together in, in, the, in the modern time put numbers and, and you know, numbers with it. The numbers weren't in there when they wrote it. This is all one thought. Doesn't change. Many times when a chapter changes in a book, the thought changes. Hasn't changed. 24 leads right into 25. It's the exact same thought. So Jesus is talking in 24 how the end is going to happen, and then he tells this story. Very important. Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 1. He's, and he just leads off or ends up 24 saying, Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And then he tells this story immediately afterwards. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet their bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. Everybody say awake. awake. Says so they all, they all, every one of them, all ten, got drowsy and fell asleep. Verse 6, but at midnight there was a cry, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourself. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. There is so much in this group of verses. There's so much. And I, and I can't go into all of it. I, you know, I'm not even going to talk about what the oil is. Because I'm not really sure what the oil is. I've heard all kinds of people preach on it. Say it's this, as they say it's the Holy Spirit. They say this and that. I don't know what it is. But here's the truth. We need to be awake. We need to be awake. We don't know when he's coming, but when he comes, we need to be about what we're there for. You know, they all had the lamp, didn't they? 
They all had a lamp. That means they had what looked like light. It looked like it. It, was, it had all the capabilities of it, except it didn't have the most important part, which is the fuel, to make it work. And when they, when they, could they have shared it? Well, they said they couldn't. They didn't have enough. They had just enough for themselves. You can't run on your parents' oil. You can't run on my oil. I have, just an, I, have, I have the oil that I'm supposed to have. Your parents have the oil they're supposed to have. Your grandparents have the oil they're supposed to have. Every one of us are supposed to have the oil for ourselves. What is the oil? It gets, could be a bunch of things. Holy Spirit, you know, I, I don't know. It could be a whole bunch of things. The important part is have it. Have it. And be ready to light it. You know, it says that, that they fell asleep. Why did they fall asleep? Because it, it was a long time coming. He didn't come back right away. The, the groom didn't come when they expected him or when they wanted him to. Man, I, I have for 50 years, 50 years I've been hearing, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come, come quickly this year. Come right now. Now would be a perfect time. Save me. Help me. And I learned quite a few years ago. I've heard that many years. I quit living that way 30 years ago. 30, 35 years ago, I said, you know what, God, I'm going to live for today. I, you're coming back. And I, oh, gosh, see, I don't want, there's some, there's some, whew. Some people say, no, gosh, I don't want to go there. Sorry, I'm having an argument with myself. And, because when you start getting into end time stuff, there's some things that people really believe. And if you, if you kick that one, you get them really mad. And I don't know why I want to tick anybody off. That's not what this is all about. Because there's all kinds of ideas. Even when I said earlier, guys, when I said I don't know that there is a rapture, some people got mad at me. And I'll get an email, I'm sure, this week. Because <laughs> people are hoping and praying and believing for a rapture. And, and, and a third of them are praying for it before the tribulation. <laughs> Some of them are convinced it's after. And some of them are pretty sure it could happen anytime in between. You see where the confusion starts coming in. And some of them think there are three or four of them. Many raptures. I don't know. I don't care. I even had somebody tell me one time, if you're not expecting a pre-trib rapture, you'll be left behind. And I went, no, I won't. No, I won't. And they said, well, how do you know? And I said, because I know the scripture. He says, he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. When he comes back, I'm going with him. I don't care if it's pre, post, mid, instead of. I don't care. It doesn't matter when he comes back. When he comes back and catches away his own, I'm going with him. Instantaneously. And if I die before he comes back, I will step over before y'all. I know right where I'm going. I know when I, I, I'm going to, he says he will never leave me and never forsake me. So when he comes, I don't, that's why I don't care when he comes. In some ways, I hope he doesn't come for a while because there's people that are still dying in their sin. And we have an opportunity to preach the gospel. What I'm saying all of this is don't get wrapped up. In this, in this, it could be any second now. It could be, because what it does is it paralyzes you. It paralyzed me for years. It'll paralyze you and cause you not to plan for the future. Here's the deal. Get married. Get married. See, I can do it safely there. I don't know about you there, you know, I just... <laughs> I could point at somebody else and go, I knew it. It was a I was praying for a sign. I'm supposed to get married now. But I know they're getting married, so I can say that. Get married. Have children. I got the thumbs up. But what about the day and the hour? I don't know. It could be 50 years from now. It could be 200 years from now. I don't know. I don't know. 
And I don't care. Why? Because I'm living my life today. Today I've got oil. I've got my oil. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm doing what the lamp is supposed to be doing. And I'm, remember we said earlier, be light. We are supposed to be being light. If you're not being light, that's where you need to start sorting this out. You need to get this figured out. If you're not being light, if you're living your life for some other reason, well, then I'd be, I'd be thinking twice here. I'd be concerned. But live. Live for him. Live today for him. If tomorrow never comes, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. If tomorrow never comes, live for him today. And if we all did that, if they had been doing that since Jesus' time, it'd be all done already. But we get so wrapped up in all the other stuff. Be awake. These virgins needed to be awake. Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. That's how Jesus told his disciples to pray. I'm going to make a slight deviation from it because I, I didn't... Bottom line, the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night last night. And this, there, was an, there was an idea that was going around that was just, it was just rattling in my spirit. And I kept falling back to sleep, and I, was, I would dream some, and then I'd wake up. He would speak to me more. I was, I was off in and out all night, all night last night. And this is probably the best way that I can explain, and then I will explain. Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Your kingdom come, you, your will be done on earth as it is, is in heaven. Jesus was, was teaching his, his disciples how to pray, and he said, pray that God's will happens here on the earth as it is in heaven. So the, the, the phrase that I kept waking up to is heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. And, and this is really the only place in the Bible it talks about heaven on earth. It, ta- it says, may your will, wherever God's will is being done. So this, this doesn't necessarily coincide with this whole end time. We'll come back to that next week or whenever, a couple of weeks. But, but it's this, there, there's something God wants to share with us today. It's fresh, it's new. Or not new, it's old, but it's fresh. It's that he wants us to experience heaven on earth. Now, what does that mean? That's the, that's the, that's the thing. I've heard different people talk about it. I've heard pe- different people explain it. But let's think about what heaven is like, just for a second. If, if, it, if he says he, that he wants us to pray that God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven, what is heaven like? Okay? What is heaven like? Somebody just shout it out. Love, peace, yes. Love, peace. Stop there for a second. Is what's happening in the world today and how they want you, how people, how the news media and how, how the world wants you to think about it, is it full of love and peace? Exactly. What, what, else, is, what else is heaven like? Praising God. God's there. God's there. Beautiful. What else? No pain. No pain. Ooh. Righteousness. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I'll run with that. That's a good one. Because it isn't like they're, they're needing anything. They've what? They've got streets of gold. He uses gold to pave with. Provision is not a problem. Provision is not a problem. What else is heaven like? No tears. No death. No fear. No fear. Think about all of this. Okay, here's the deal. We live in a world where all that stuff is very real. But he says, pray that my will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants us, he wants us to live in heaven on earth. Why? Because where is heaven? Heaven is anywhere that God is. Wherever God is, that is heaven. Where is God? We're not supposed to be living in fear. We're not supposed to be living in want, need, without. We're not supposed to be living 
in sickness. We're not supposed to be living. And, and what, I, what happened was I kept, I kept falling asleep and waking back up, and in, in, in somewhere between sleep and, and that, there was this situation where, where I was being attacked. Here's where we kind of get back to what this, I was being attacked by a whole, like a, this, this group, this large group, and this, this large group was coming towards me, and I had every opportunity to fear. Every opportunity to, to, to shrink back and to, oh my gosh. And I stood there and all of a sudden I realized there are more with me than against me. This, the, the very thing, that's why I had, had them play that out. That very thing that I, that I, had, I showed up, you know, had them do on the stage is what I saw, except I was small and God stood in for me. And he said, don't fear. Like, don't even fear a little bit. Don't even, don't even fear a tiny bit. He says, everything that he has is, is, is mine. Everything that he is, is yours. In this day in the world, when this world is falling apart, it's falling apart, folks. It's falling apart at, at, at lightning speed. And, and they're gaining momentum. They want to they just run this thing right over the edge. Who are they? Principalities and powers. And they're using people to do it. We have every opportunity to fear, but it's, it's in this time where we're not supposed to think that way. We've got to change the way we think. Been preaching about it for almost a year now, knowing him, you know, hearing his voice, knowing the, the names of God, who, what his character is. And it all comes down to these, this moment where it's like, folks, I'm telling you, we can live like heaven on earth. We literally can. We can live that whatever situation comes up, and I, was, you know, and I won't say what it is, I was dealing with a situation this week, and I had opportunity to, to, to be concerned about it. I had an opportunity to go, oh, how's this ever going to work out? Duh! I have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords backing me up. Why would I even be afraid of this? No, that's going to move. It's going to move. It's going to get out of the way. We're going to win. We're going to win big. We're going to win so big that people are going to go, whoa, look at that. I mean, it's going to be big. And nothing is impossible to him. All I'm doing is throwing a whole bunch of verses out here in my, com- you know, my common language now. Greater is he who's with me than he that's in the world. He doesn't win. He cannot win. He cannot win. But we have to have the right mindset. We have to understand that in this last day, you're not outnumbered. In this last day, he, they can threaten you all they want. They can even threaten you with your life. And like Paul, you can say, huh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Why? And, and he wasn't just saying that, you know, tr- trying to muster up as much bravery as possible. No, he was just going, okay, kill me. See what happens. Heaven, I win. Martyrs. Martyr, people, people think martyrdom is terrible. Well, it, you know, miss you. But you step over into glory. You step over into glory. I count it a privilege, martyrs used to say, to have my name on the same, to be to die for Christ. My goodness was we have to change our mind. We don't live in this world. My mom had this, this is one of the things she had on her fridge. Every time I'd walk by and go, oh, but I can't get it out of my head now. <laughs> this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. This world's not my home. This world's not your home. You're here, though, for a reason. You're, you've been sent here on purpose by God. You were given the parents that you, that you were given on purpose to prepare you to be who you are today. Because this world needs you to have hope. This world needs you to have faith. This world needs you to walk in power. I mean, like walk in power. Okay, Wow. I just want to explode, and I know if I explode, it, 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 it can't explain it as good as I, because I can't explain it the way I want to. Literally, lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Do it. Start doing it. Do it at school. It'll be fun. <laughs> no, really. Somebody is sick, you know, somebody at school goes, I don't feel well. Good, lay hands on them. Watch what happens. Because God's going to go, oh, look what he did. Look what she did. Watch. Oh, here's what I'm going to do. Boop, miracle. Everybody goes, oh. 
Believe him that he'll supply all of your needs. Believe him that 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 impossible thing out there that he's calling you to is possible. There's nothing impossible to you. Literally nothing impossible to you. Well, wait a second. We live in a world where, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, that's what the world's trying to tell you. Stop listening to them. Listen to him. There is no barrier. There is no barrier. There is no barrier. There's no, no, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. All who rise up against you will fall. Those are all Bible verses. We win. We win every time. We have to start thinking. We have to start believing that we're going to win every time. Because when you believe, I, I wrestled in high school. The times I lost is when I went, oh, that guy's bigger than me. I mean, you, have to, you, you might think, well, wait a second. How can that be possible? Trust me. <laughs> that guy's bigger than me. He's smarter than me. He's been doing this longer. And I talked myself out of it. Don't talk yourself out of it. God has given you everything you need for life and godliness. Everything. Everything. You literally can step into that and be led by him. And where he leads you, he will equip you. He has equipped you and he will, he will back you up every single time. What if he doesn't? Stop talking. You're a liar. You're a liar, devil. Stop talking. Heaven on earth. Doesn't matter what the rest of the world's doing. I don't care. They're going to fall apart. We need to rescue as many as possible. And the way we can rescue them is to say, I have the answer. I have the answer. His name is Jesus. They're going to laugh at you. Okay, move on to the next one. They laughed at him too. But people will follow. People will follow. 35 years ago, 35 years ago, I'm working in a hot dog factory, putting racks of meat up on a, on a rack all day long, eight hours a day. I used to have big bites of <laughs> White gown, hair net, <laughs> beard net. I was styling. And God began to speak to me about, you're going you're gonna to lead people. You're going to influence people. Dozens of people, hundreds of people, thousands of people. And I'm hanging meat, going, really? Me? The people I'm working with don't even like me because now I'm a Christian. I'm a freak. And this isn't it. This isn't it. God, God has a plan for your life. Don't look at what's happening around and go, oh, Let's just make it through tomorrow. No, let's just make it through. Let's just, oh Lord, just take, come quickly, Lord Jesus. No, quit praying that. What you need to pray is, Lord, lead me. Guide me. Point me in the direction. Point me in the direction you want me to go. I will make a difference for you today. Whatever today is, tomorrow, do it again. Amen? Amen.